Hi everyone, here's what's bothering me today. I absolutely loathe the fact that Richard Pierpoint is not a household name in Canada and there aren't statues of this man everywhere. The man should be a Canadian National Historic Icon, person of importance, significance, and all great things. This man has more right to be on our money than half of the prime ministers that are on it. Richard Pierpoint was a black man from Bondu in what is now known as Senegal. He was born there sometime around 1744. Details are a little murky. But he was sold into slavery as a teenager, which is how he gets to the Americas. Now, like Peters, he gained his freedom during the American Revolutionary War. Again, being one of the black pioneers, he had a master who was a rebel. He decided, you know what? Yeah, hey, if this means freedom, sign me up. So he joined. During um, the American Revolution, he was stationed with Butler's Rangers in the Niagara region. Now, uh, in this part of, you know, Niagara and upstate New York, they engaged, he and Butler's Rangers engaged in what was basically a form of guerrilla warfare with American rebels. And this is how he started to hone his skills as a capable, you know, military man, ambusher, and keeping cool under pressure and under fire. And with this, uh, he, you know, he fights throughout the war, but of course the Americans ultimately win. And so he then, you know, just stays in Niagara where he is honorably discharged. After being honorably discharged, he was granted 200 acres of land, which to put it in perspective was the same allotment given to British officers showing that someone definitely recognized a legend when they saw it. And for that, I appreciate them. He got 200 acres in what we now call St. Catharines, Ontario. And on June 29th, 1794, he signed the Petition of Free Negroes with 18 other black residents. This was a petition that they came up with because they wanted to live communally and away from white people because A, it was hard for them to clear their own land in these sort of separate plots, whereas white people, you know, by having their own communities and it was allowed, it was easier to communally clear land and therefore turn the grant into a permanent, like, property that they own title to. Also, white people be racist as hell. So they said, can we just, like, have a nice little black community here, you know, near Lake Ontario and just be, you know, simple farmers? Like, can we just do that thing? The petition was rejected, of course. And so after that, he kind of, he and his community, they lay low for a while until the War of 1812 rolls around. Now, again, the man was born in 1744. So by the War of 1812, he's like 58 years old. He's not a spring chicken anymore, but the man is still loyal and he still signs up to fight. Richard Pierpoint Though 68, he petitioned the military leadership in, you know, like Canada, which was then known as British North America. He kept harassing them, saying, you should create a free black militia. We got a bunch of black people here because they had left from the American Revolutionary War. They're free. They know how to fight. You kind of need numbers until reinforcements can arrive from across the pond. Eventually, they relented, which leads us 
to him creating an all-black militia to fight the Americans, where he's given the rank of captain, where he is known by the amazing names of Captain Dick and Black Dick. And you can't censor that because that's just Dick is just shorthand for Richard. And his name is Richard Pierpoint, which I mean, come on, people. That alone should just be enough to be a household name in this great country of ours. Like an all black militia being led by Captain Black Dick. Just like, come on. It's awesome. And so on top of that, he comes to lead what is like officially known as the colored Corps, And this is the militia of free black men. They fought in many battles throughout the war of 1812, including what was arguably one of the most important and pivotal ones, which is the battle of Queenston Heights. Now I'll probably talk about the war of 1812 and the battle of Queenston Heights in like a week long video that I'll do, you know, celebrating the anniversary of or something like that. But it was an important battle. That's all you need to know. Um, if you want to find out more, Hey, just start delving into that research. It's great. And so, you know, they fight in the war, the war ends, um, they're honorably discharged. The militia, you know, scatters to the winds. Everyone goes back home. And so on the 19th of January, 1820, in recognition of his contributions, Richard Pierpoint was granted another 100 acres but he wanted to return to his native country of Bondu, Senegal instead. He was getting old, and so he found it more difficult to, you know, clear land and be a farmer and a laborer. He, you know, had hoped to go back home and maybe die in the land that he hadn't seen in, you know, a lifetime since, since he was a teenager. He petitioned the British that instead of, you know, giving him this land... If instead they could just pay for his trip, a one-way ticket to Senegal. And they said no. Another thing I should mention about, you know, Richard Pierpoint and this thing was that um, it was denied. And so he accepted this land grant. And what he does with it is another reason why he should be celebrated. Using his hundred acres... He allows for black settlers to build their own settlement in modern day St. Catharines so that they could farm and live together in peace and freedom. And on top of that, it became a terminus for the Underground Railroad. He died in the winter of 1837 and 1838 when the rebellions of Upper and Lower Canada were happening. He left no family, no successors, but he had a companion named Deaf Moses who often traveled with him as he would travel around and tell such amazing stories. Now, one such example of storytelling that exists in West Africa, especially where Richard Pierpoint was originally from, is the uh, sort of oral tradition of the griots or the griots. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but they were basically kind of like an oral history teller and bards. And their storytelling was just phenomenal. And apparently Richard Pierpoint would 
be able to, you know, he could produce a pebble from his pocket and launch into a story that would captivate everyone around the campfire, everyone uh, during their downtime on a battlefield. The man was a storyteller and a community builder and an advocate and a man who believed in freedom and justice and equality and was absolutely loyal through thick and thin to the British cause, even though those same Brits refused to give him the few requests he made in life. Richard Pierpoint absolutely should be a household name in this country of ours and utterly celebrated as the amazing man he is. And the fact that he isn't is definitely what's bothering me today.